Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Payments Monitor, the daily podcast featuring insights on banking, payments, and fintech. Good morning. Welcome to the Payments Monitor. My name is Faisal Khan. Today is the 14th of December 2015 and some stories trending this Monday are. Let's start with oil. It is down. I mean seriously down and that is not good news for anyone. When oil was hovering above the $40 mark a few days ago, someone asked the question, will it breach the $40 floor? It did. And someone asked, how long will it remain under 40 before it jumped right back up? It didn't. Yet again, someone is asking now if it will breach the $35 floor. Guess what? It did. For the first time since 2009, oil is now under $35. Now the question being asked is if it will breach the $30 floor price. As I repost this, record this podcast rather, the price of one barrel is hovering at $34.73 per barrel. It is down about 2.5% or about 90 cents. Even the Saudis are now starting to realize that the days of higher oil prices are essentially over. The glut in the market remains, demand has never been high, and shale and fracking oil companies, as well as smaller oil producing nations, are all fighting to keep the kitchen fire going to get as much money per barrel as they can, even if it's cents to a dollar. For many countries, the cost of production in some cases exceeds $30 a barrel, so imagine the nail-biting that they're doing now. No one really knows what the hell is going on. Oil will skirt the lows for a few days or weeks before it jumps back up, and the jump is what is being anticipated by the oil industry a lot. As far as OPEC is concerned, don't be expecting any cuts from the Goliath, i.e. Saudi Arabia, anytime soon. If you're an owner of a bank, well, maybe here's some good news for you. The .bank top-level domain registry is now open. You can now go and get a .bank name for your bank in the unlikely event if you already haven't gotten a domain name yet. European banks are now rushing to book a .bank domain. After nine years, the Federal Reserve might finally announce a raise in interest rates. Since the Great Depression, the U.S. banks have held their rates at emergency lows from 0.2% from 0% to 0.25%. Now that the jobless rate is down to 5% last month from a recent peak of 10% in 2009, the Feds might just decide it's time to get the US economy back on track. While the predicted rise will be a huge milestone in repairing the damage done to the US economy during the Great Depression, many economists fear that the Feds will be unable to maintain the rise. One reason for this fear is the example of other countries' central banks. No other central bank has rates, raised rates since the 2000 and 2007 to 2009 crisis has been able to sustain them at a higher level. This includes the Eurozone, Sweden, Israel, Canada, South Korea, and Australia. Another risk to interest rates is a shock to the economy like the previous depression period. The Wall Street Journal cites examples like financial booms that could turn to busts like commercial real estates and junk bonds. The predicted rise in interest rates will affect not only the U.S. economy, but also the emerging economies and markets dependent on the U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen is under a lot of pressure to prove that the Feds can handle this and keep their word. Won't we find out soon? One of the problems or threats faced by disruption is that before you know it, you're disrupted and out of business. It happened to Blockbuster, it happened to Kodak, it happened to Borders, and it is happening all around to various other industries, including banking and the finance. One particular example is how the decentralized ledger and the world of instant payments is shaping the landscape for payments, and in particular, banking. 
Ripple is a very powerful solution amongst instant ledger settlements with their protocol now aptly titled Interledger. Blockchain holds the same promise, albeit many pundits cite it will be a decade or more before the blockchain becomes mainstream. Swift, the Brussels company that pretty much manages the world's transfers, is feeling the heat. Very recently, Swift announced a new effort in which it will begin to assign and work with SLAs, service level agreements, with correspondent banks to faster the interbank transfers and essentially not to put these correspondent, correspondent banks and the entire domain of correspondent banking out of business. The way money moves today, one has to pretty much go through a correspondent bank as not every bank can hook up with every other bank directly and have a bilateral relationship. This is what Ripple is all about and about to change that. And this is the very solution that threatens the livelihood of SWIFT and the correspondent banking industry. It is interesting to see the leader in the field adjust a tie knot. Perhaps the noose is getting a tad bit tighter. The price of one Bitcoin is $443. Market sectors are all down, especially oil-related sectors like energy and utility. European and Asian markets are mixed. Gold is hovering at $1,068, down almost $9. And oil, as I cited, is $3473. You can access the podcast and all its links on www.paymentsmonitor.com. The podcast is also available for free on iTunes. My name is Faisal Khan. You've been listening to The Payments Monitor. Speak later. Have a good day.